I woke up this morning and I said to myself, I really would love to have one dream theme machine in my house. Just one. An iconic movie that I love more than anything that I could watch over and over again. And it got me thinking about where pinball is today and the themes that are put in front of us that we have to choose from. Are these really the pinball machines you want or just the pinball machines you have to choose from, right? Nobody wakes up and says, I really wanna have a Lexi Lightspeed in my house or I really wanna have an Oktoberfest bolted to the ground. No, what we want, if you're really honest, I think deep down what all of us want is we want something like the Big Lebowski, a pinball world under glass built, inspired by, related to, completely mirroring the movie or the franchise that we love, right? Every element of that theme is found in the world under glass. And you step up to it and you can't help but smile because that is the perfect representation of that theme that you love. So let's talk about that on episode 385 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Strap in for episode 385 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada, and the theme of this show is how the boutique pinball companies have just failed. So many of them have just failed to understand the very principle of how to be successful in pinball. And I'm just going to say it the most important thing is theme. And I had the fifth element there at the beginning of this show because to me, The more I think about it, I think the fifth element would make the most incredible pinball experience. It's one of the most incredible movies. The soundtrack is incredible. Uh, It's just one of the coolest films of all time. And it would be perfect for pinball, right? Collecting the four elements, getting the stones, uh, you're Corbin Dallas. You have to protect Lilu through the adventures of the movie. It would be unbelievable. I don't. And here's the thing. Here's the thing is I don't care what it costs to get the licensing for this movie because you can get it. This notion that you can't, that things are cost prohibitive is BS. I'll tell you why. It might be really expensive, but so what? Go do it. Figure out a way to make it happen. All right. So here's the thing. Here's here's why I want to talk about why I think the boutique pinball companies that are out there just don't understand the market and they don't understand where the white space is and and i'm saying this because as i see the big lebowski shipping to consumers and people are unboxing them this week right how quick did those games go out the door from ara to people i mean they already are arriving which is insane um we'll talk a little bit about that but but i don't even want to talk about the whole lebowski drama what i want to talk about is the simple fact that the reason why people love The Big Lebowski so much, the pinball game, is it reflects the movie so well, that it puts the Lebowski world under glass so well. And I just couldn't help but wake up this morning, have an iced coffee, and think to myself, how, when you are staring at a blank piece of wood 
and you have a budget to make a game or you have a multi-million dollar company backing your pinball venture, how do you stand over a blank piece of wood and say, we're going to put this theme or that theme and we expect the game to sell? And the reason why I'm saying that is, you know, I heard that, you know, American Pinball, when they were projecting how many Oktoberfests they were going to sell. This is not a lie. This is all you can ask them. They were projecting to sell thousands of Oktoberfests, thousands people, thousands of them. And so then they did all the hard work. They made the game. They put all this stuff into it and they won't even sell probably more than 500 when all is said and done. And that is the point of this podcast is how come these new pinball companies are failing so horribly to understand what people want. Why is it so hard? I mean, we have Stern off, you know, just just making game after game after game. They understand the very principles of we're going to make games based on popular themes. Now, I, I would argue that not every theme Stern makes is resonating with people and is a home run theme. I don't want the Munsters. It's a campy show. I don't want it. I don't really want another Ninja Turtles pinball machine. I, 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 no, like these are, here's the thing. For me, it's, it's the stuff that you can still watch over and over again. And, and, I, and that's why I even think like Willy Wonka is a little bit of a questionable theme. I mean, how many of you guys, when Willy Wonka is on TV, are going to stop and watch it from beginning to end? I, I, I do, I think there's just, there's a handful of just incredible dream themes that I just think need to be made into pinball machines. But here's why I'm going after the boutique guys right now. Because if you're going to start a pinball company, you need your first or second game to be a home run. You know, when I when I see like Suncoast Pinball being like, well, we're only going to make 100 Cosmic Carnivals. We're not going to make 250 that are signed. It's just another example of a company just doesn't understand. They don't understand what people want. People don't just want a different machine. People want something that they have to buy, right? Pinball is is a impulse purchase. You want to have a pinball machine in which you say, I don't care what it costs. I need to own this pinball machine. And I just want all of you to ask yourselves, are you getting pinball machines over the last five, six, seven years that you feel have that sort of pull on you? right? Are you getting your dream themes? Are you getting the kinds of machines that are that will be bolted to the ground and will never leave because it's based on something you love tremendously and the execution of that theme is also done so marvelously well, okay? And the reason why I see people like climbing over each other to get Big Lebowski's and the reason why Big Lebowski was such a popular game when it was revealed a few years ago, it had everything that I think people have wanted in this hobby that they rarely get. It had their dream theme for a lot of people. You know, the, the Big Lebowski movie is a cult classic. It, I think it's voted the number one cult classic movie of all time. And then, you know, Dutch Pinball put the world under glass perfectly perfectly so when you stand over that game it just pops out at you like big lebowski and the only reason we got that game and the game became so sought after was that when they made it they didn't really have the licensing permission to do what they did and roger sharp swooped in and helped them figure it out but since then right years have gone by years have gone by i mean we've got 
we've got some big, pretty big themes that have come out, but look how look how lackluster they've been, right? Star Wars, Star Wars, the greatest entertainment property of all time, probably translated the worst, right? In terms of like that movie coming to life in that pan, I I don't think I could be more disappointed in Star Wars. You know, Batman 66 is a great game. Don't get me wrong. I still love my Batman 66. I think it's one of the greatest, you know, code integrated games of all time. But there's no denying the fact that physically, right, the physical game does not represent Batman 66 universe at all. I mean, there's a crane in the damn game. There's no crane. You know, there could have been so much more. But it's still, the code saves that game. But where are... The boutique companies and why can't they understand these principles okay so here's what i want to say if i'm american pinball you need to make dream themes all right you need to make dream themes there's no point in starting a pinball company in 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 20 like any time after 2015 without the very simple principle we need to make games that people like can't not buy that they they see it and they say you have to take my money now. You know, the the old CEO of Ferrari, he used to say, we build cars so that when you drive them, you say to yourself, I only live once, I need to own this car. Do these pinball machines that are coming out these days, do they make you feel like I only live once, I need to own this pinball machine no matter what it costs? And so that then begs the question, and look, I'm not a licensing expert, but why is it so hard to go make a pinball machine based on some of the iconic themes like the fifth element, Big Trouble in Little China, Top Gun, Karate Kid. So here's the thing. You can license stuff. Like there is a cost associated with it and it might be extremely high. Now I'm just going to say this. I don't care what it costs. What I would do is this. I would find themes that no matter the cost, I know people would want, would spend a lot of money on, and I would arrange my boutique company to to factor in the cost of that license with all of the right mechs and assets I would need to bring that license to life, and I would just charge as much as it would cost to make that machine. See, we live in this ridiculous notion that every single pinball machine has to be priced between $5,000 or $12,500. It's it's idiocracy to me. It's idiocracy to me that nobody has the guts to even go further up market. But the only way you can go further up market, it's not about rarity. It's not about collectability. It's about dream theme if you offer someone something that they truly truly want you can put a higher price on it and if they know it costs you a lot of money right to get the rights to the fifth element to get the rights to the movie footage to get the rights to bruce willis and and you know and all the actors and actresses in the movie and the soundtrack so okay but i'm willing to pay that right if you put it all in i'd be willing to pay more but we're frozen this entire hobby is just like frozen in, in this notion that, well, everything has to be at the same price point and every game has to be priced competitively with Stern. And so what's happened? The boutique companies have failed. They're all just failing around us. The only one that has been successful is Spooky. 
Now, look, if you're going to go boutique, I think you have two places to go. You go entry level, which is where Spooky's at, and they've climbed up a little bit in price because they've been putting more into the game. Or you go at the top and the high end of the market. And yet nobody has the guts to go there. And so then what you end up with is American Pinball failing. American Pinball trying to compete with Stern at Stern prices by putting more into the games, but not realizing that theme is everything. And so they're just floundering and they're going to flounder again. And we're going to see the same thing over and over again with the third title. It's going to happen. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, it's not going to sell well. And as much as you say, oh, yeah, Will, come on, give him a chance. I, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's going to be a theme that probably people don't really want. And yet, if they made it based on a theme we loved, we would pay more. You would pay. What would you pay for your dream theme? And that's sort of like the point of this podcast is if you put the dream theme in front of people, you know, for you, it might be Transformers or G.I. Joe. It might be the Goonies. It might be Back to the Future. You'd pay you, you'd pay the price of two or three pins just to have your dream theme. And yet we're stuck. We're stuck with all these boutique options that people just don't want. And then, and then where does that leave us? All right. Well, it leaves us with Stern's new approach, which is I think you're going to see a lot more of popular themes, but more like Jurassic Park. I don't think you're going to see movie clips happening on that LCD. I don't think you're going to see call-outs from the actors in the movies or the TV shows. I think you're going to see very, very watered-down versions of these popular themes. And it's just a little disappointing. There's no way around it. I still wish Stern had some sort of uh, you know, platinum series in which they would give us everything we wanted. And, and I know, look, there are simple licensor restrictions in some of these themes. And I just wish they would come out and say it, though, too. So I can at least uh, go to bed disappointed knowing that it's not the manufacturer's fault. It's the movie studios that won't allow it to happen. And I'm sure Deep Root has run into this as they've gone after themes. You know, Robert's told me stories about how difficult it is and almost impossible to bring some of these themes to life. But I just wanted, I just want more, more dream themes in pinball. And I want these boutique companies to wake up. Wake up. Nobody's going to run and go buy Lexi Lightspeed. Nobody's going to go run and buy Cosmic Carnival. No one's going to go run and buy, you know, the Mafia. Nobody. There are no buyers. There are just a handful of people that might buy you because they feel sorry for the companies or they just want to support the new guy in pinball. But that's over with. That's over with now. So where are we now, right? After all of this economic surplus and everyone's got money to burn in pinball and people are chasing after old Dutch pinball machines and people are buying Stern LEs, sight unseen, where are we now in pinball? What have we learned? What's next? You know, and this is going to be the big issue. And I think you're going to see this. And I think Deep Root is going to experience this firsthand. If they don't come out with a licensed theme that people really want, this company is not going to take off because of Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland. It's not going to take off because of Magic Girl. It's not going to take off because of Alice in Wonderland. I mean, Alice in Wonderland has the best shot because it's still, uh, uh, you know, an iconic book and theme that people know. But it's going to require more than that. And and sometimes I think people forget, like, 
all these games like Theater of Magic and Tales of the Arabian Nights and all the original games from the 90s, you know, they, they failed to be very successful, you know, when, when it came to sales. And so I don't know. I mean, I just want to see less pinball machines. I want to see less. I want to see fewer games. I want to see games that are based upon things that people actually want. And I want to see a boutique company actually wake up and understand what it's going to take to succeed because I want there to be more competition. I want there to be something to lust after. I want there to be something to covet. You know, in the automotive world, not to use it as an example, but I will use it as an example. Why are there, why did Bugatti just announce they're going to make 10 specific examples of a new car for $9 million each? I'll tell you why. Because they know there is a buyer base for that. Why is it in pinball, in which there are so many wealthy people, in which there is an opportunity to make, you know, short, low, you know, short run, low volume versions of high end pinball machines, is nobody even attempting it? And if it costs a lot of money to go get the rights for the assets for some of the dream themes you want, why doesn't anybody go just do it? Just do it. You will sell those machines. They will sell. And they will sell and you'll sell every single one. And then it's not about, it's it's not going to be about like, what's the next game? What's the next game? It's going to be about, man, everybody wants this game, right? When I see like Suncoast Pinball being like, we're only making 100 Cosmic Carnivals because we want to focus on games two and three. It's like, really? Really? You, you, you come out of the gate and you fumble. You come out of the gate and you fumble again. You come out, there aren't, and it's just like this notion that these companies want us to believe that they're going to be around for a while and they're going to keep making pinball machines. And here's where they all get stuck. They're just going to keep making stuff people don't want because they're not going to go get the themes that you want. And, and, And I hate to say it, but like Cosmic Carnival's case in point, it's not art. It's not art that matters. It's theme that matters. Art based on a good theme will sell. But the only way, the only way to do like a limited run game with crazy art is to do what John Papaduke was trying to do. And that game's no magic girl, Cosmic Carnival. There's nothing, there's no mechs in that. There's nothing crazy that, that going on in that game. And so they all don't get it. And they all don't get it. And they're all going to continue to struggle to survive in pinball. So that's, that's my plea is I just want dream themes. Who's going to bring me the dream themes done the right way? You know, Stern will always be the closest, and Jersey Jack, those two. Those two, they have the opportunity to bring the dream themes to life. I think Jack has really struggled to understand the the themes that people want that are his buyer base. I do. I, I really do. I, 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 I don't understand the Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't understand the Hobbit selection. I don't understand Dialed In on any level. I think Guns N' Roses is a good one. I think Willy Wonka could have been. I, I think it could have been. You know how I feel. I think it was executed strangely for that theme. But even so, like those that's not like the 40 to 50-year-old demographic for pinball. It's not. It's not. And I think you guys would all agree. Would you rather Willy Wonka or Back to the Future? Just think about that for a minute. Would you rather Willy Wonka or Back to the Future? Would you rather Willy Wonka or The Matrix? Would you rather Willy Wonka or you know Force Awakens? I don't, I don't think Stern has like a Disney exclusive on pinball. I would rather, you know, it'd be amazing 
it, I, I bet, and, and look, I, I don't know. I don't know the terms of the deal, but I would assume that uh, once the Star Wars license is up, why doesn't Jack go and try and make a Star Wars game? You know, Lord of the Rings. You know, make Lord of the Rings again. Don't make The Hobbit. Just make Lord of the Rings better. Make a better version of it. But I, I just feel like there's, there's, there's just not, there's, there's, there's not any desire for these boutiques to figure that stuff out, or they just, they say it's cost prohibitive. But then you're just gonna fail anyway. You know, see, I just see it like that. Like you're just gonna fail anyway. So you might as well go all in and try to make it work, or go get investors to try and make it work. Because if you go, if you knock on an investor's door. And you say, hey, look, I need a million dollars to make Back to the Future pinball because I know it's going to sell. Okay, you probably have his attention. Or if you say, hey, I need a million dollars to make Lexi Lightspeed or I need a million dollars to make Oktoberfest. You see what I'm saying? People, I think people would invest in it. And I know that the buyers would be there tremendously so. All right, all right. All right. Well, Sunday, God, the iced coffee, just it, it does it to me. What do you think? What do you think? You think that... I'm being unfair to the boutiques. You think all these companies should keep making games at the same price point and, and the boutique companies are trying to compete with Stern and, and to, to no success? To no success. To no success whatsoever. Oh, Canada, can't you just champion every single new pinball company? I don't know. I'm getting kind of like bored. I'm getting bored. These other selections, these other options, is this the best we got? Is this all we can do? Is this what pinball is going to be moving forward? Is it? Is it? Are we done? Have we reached the pinnacle? Is Jersey Jack Pinball going to start putting less into their games to make them more reliable? Are they pulling back, right? Are we going to see games as packed as was ever again? I don't think so. So then this becomes it. Right, you kind of. I think this is like kind of the landscape of what we're going to see for the next few years, and the only, you know, the only question mark then becomes Deep Root. I mean, seriously, who else? Who else are you looking at who's going to really disrupt or do it differently? And so we have, let's see, it's almost the end of August, September, October, November. We got three months to go before the Deep Root reveal will have to occur. And will they do it? Will they show us something that will blow us away? I don't know. I don't know. I think, uh, you know, again, there's absolutely, I, I, if they don't have the kinds of themes you want, I think it's going to be difficult. Again, I, I just don't think, you know, I, when I see stuff like Raza, even when I watch the video, it's like they're trying to make like a new IP, like new Angry Birds kind of thing. It's kind of campy. It's kind of quirky. Uh, but it's still... These are men you're selling to for the most part. Grown men who want to drink beer with their friends in their basement and they don't want campy, like Angry Birds-like humor pinball machines. They don't. It won't sell as well as The Matrix. Go get The Matrix, somebody. How about somebody go make the original Tron movie? How about that? The original Tron movie. How about we look at like... You know, doing, uh, you know, looking at the 70s and 80s, like, sci-fi movies that people love. How about somebody go make Blade Runner? How about that? How about we do Blade Runner? All right, there are just so many cool movies out there. You know, let me Google right now, like, cult classic films. Let me see. Let me see what comes up. The top cult classic movies of all time. Let's see. Top cult. I'm not going to edit this. You have to, like, watch me as I movies let's see what comes up and you tell me we're gonna read them out loud and you tell me if you think these would good be good pinball machines i say that all right the rocky horror picture show repo man heather's heather's evil dead we know ben heck wanted to make that blade runner 
Uh, let's see. I'm going to see ones that would be good. Army of Darkness. The Big Lebowski. Big Trouble in Little China. The Warriors. All right. How about Pulp Fiction? That's been rumored to be coming out. Pulp Fiction. But how are you going to make a Pulp Fiction game? How are you going to make a Pulp Fiction game? Because we heard maybe Stern has that license. How are you going to make a Pulp Fiction game without clips from the movie, right? It needs it. It needs it. But Pulp Fiction would be really awesome. Clockwork Orange. This is Spinal Tap. Clerks. Let's see. This is uh, the Rolling Stone did the top 25 of all time. And let's see what they came up with here. Number 25, Army of Darkness. Number 24, With Nail and I. Number 23, The Princess Bride. 22, Repo. Uh, let's see. The Genetic Opera. 21, The Room. 20, Hedwig and the Angry Itch. I've never even heard of that. I don't know. It's loading now, people. Anyway, my point being, we have Blade Runner. Monty Python. Let's keep going. Fight Club. The Blues Brothers. The Warriors, Dazed and Confused, Repo Man, still loading. Sorry, but see, like none of these, none of these have pinball machines. Donnie Darko, Phantom of the Paradise, what the hell is that? 1974 film, essentially a rock version of the Phantom of the Opera, The Evil Dead, Pink Floyd, The Wall, Harold and Maude, A Clockwork Orange, Pulp Fiction, this is Spinal Tap. The Big Lebowski is number two and Rocky Horror number one. All right. So there you go. There you go. That's my point. These dream themes, they deserve to be made. They deserve to have a higher price tag because I think people would pay whatever to get them into their homes. And I think they're the kinds of games that you just want to own forever. You just want to own forever, you know, and beyond like buying a game and playing it for six months and selling it, like, don't you just want stuff that is bolted to the ground and that you never got want to get rid of all right all right i don't know i don't know what you guys think email me at canadapinball at gmail.com anything else going on in the pinball world so the lebowskis have shipped they they um they made their way to people very quickly i don't think anyone thought they would arrive so soon and i did notice that someone opened theirs up and the subwoofer was just dangling inside the cabinet and a lot of scratches on his lockdown bar. Another guy said he moved something in the back box and all the sound just cut off. I would be very nervous. And I, I say this, like, I, I just hope you guys aren't opening ticking time bomb games. And I wouldn't open the box until I knew about the availability of spare parts. Because that is going to be the key in this game, is that you have backups for the things that are known to fail. Uh, I don't know why a lockdown bar would be all scraped up, out, new out of box. That is really weird to me. Did that occur when Barry was taking the games out to, uh, to to inspect them? Now, the other big question mark is the the code in the game. So apparently it ships with something like code .44, and there's code .48, and, and, but apparently there is a code a newer version of the code that was worked on for the chinese games but here's the problem the chinese games were using different boards in the game they weren't using the ara boards and i know they made changes so i'm not sure that that code will be compatible with those older games i would assume it might have to be because how could 
you know, if he was doing new code, he still had original buyers that edit ARA games. He was not going to send those people all new boards, was he? Um, so who knows? I just think this notion that the future looks bright for any of this is is inane. I think Jonathan Justin needs to stop stop telling people it's all going to work out. I, I, I don't think that's the case. I don't understand how you see any silver lining in any of this now. You just have a bunch of parts sitting somewhere, no cabinets. We talked about with Ben Heck the amount of money it would take to kickstart this thing again. So I think these games are going to get to people and I, I just... I don't, I don't know how you see more positive stuff coming out of this. This this is not a positive story. I don't see a positive outcome uh, occurring anytime soon with Dutch Pinball. There is a Jurassic Park pinball machine at Sunshine. I have yet to play it in Brooklyn. Uh, I hope to go play it this week. Uh, what else is going on in the pinball hobby? Jersey Jack still has not shown people the collector's edition of Willy Wonka. I hope to see that soon. I don't know when we're going to finally see that, uh, it, you know, it, it just needs to happen. It needs, they need, they need to show people what they're buying. It just can't be this mystery until, you know, the very end. Um, I hope they get some of the Wonka things figured out. Uh, we still have no answer on the chipping playfields or the dimpling playfields that are happening around the posts in the game. All right. Anything else happening in pinball? That's it. There's a little snackable edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Sorry, I just had a bunch of coffee. I just wanted to say, I wanted to close with this. I just, I just, I just want better themes. I have to be honest. None of these themes, most of these themes are not really what speak to me. And I think stuff like Super Mario Brothers would be awesome. Just stuff where you just want to give them your money. I mean, can't we make a Super Mario Brothers game in which the ball goes down the it goes down the green plumber pipe you know sort of a magnet on top goes dun 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 and then there's a lower play field how awesome would that be a lower play field where it's got the music from super mario brothers and then you come back up and the ball comes up through the pipe and then falls back into the you know and the music gets cheery again and you've got an upper play field that's the clouds how hard would that be how hard would it be to go get that license you could do it but again, I would pay like $15,000 if it was done right and it was just so magical. But no one's doing this. It's just these themes that we have to accept. They're not the themes that you know you really want. You know it. Search your soul, people. Search your soul. And you'll find that the greatest pinball podcast is not available right now. The only one that's available for you right now is Canada's Pinball Podcast. Everybody, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to my rants on the weekend. Thank you all who donate to my Patreon page. You know who you are. Um, Brenda had a great birthday dinner. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk to you real soon. This has been episode 385. Let's listen to some more Fifth Element. How awesome would this wizard mode be in which you know she's singing, the diva's singing, and Lilu's fighting, and you got to hit the shots with the music and, and the light show's going? Come on. This is what pinball needs more of, people. Speak up. Speak up. You know you're not going to go run and play heads up at Dave and Buster's. Man, that's groundbreaking later. Oh.